I'm Megan. I'm Christy. And I'm Auntie B. And we are Homebrew Murder Crew. How are you guys doing? So good. Now that good. you guys are here. Yes. We oh. finally bottled our wine. Yeah. Um, we have shitty corks. And oh my God. They're awful. You guys listen. Definitely oh. could have used the wine this week. Oh yeah. However, I am very glad I didn't have the wine this week. Yeah. Double edged Because it would have all been gone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trust that. But mm-hmm. turns out I'm a boss babe. So I've been feeling pretty badass about yep. myself this week. Brittany's kicked so, off this week. Cheers to that. Cheers to wine, cheers to kicking ass, okay. and cheers to being together Shame. and recording. Um, also, little M helped us bottle. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's so good. Um, we'll have pictures. Yeah. Um, it was so cute. And he was to be asked so if he fun. liked bottling or making wine or if he's going to make more wine. Yes. Was yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah. we're teaching him young and right. Yeah. And he I just also loves helping. And like, yeah. I love helping. Kids they are do. curious. Okay, kids are curious. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if they're not curious, if they can't be curious around you and have you just say answers and whatnot, then who can they yeah, be curious yeah. around, right? And they're going to be curious regardless well, absolutely. <laughs> and i think like it's important just to trust that they can do certain things yeah right? even though you think that they oh and be... they can handle it too yeah, right like he's yeah. passing wine bottles yeah. over oh and then yeah he's putting them in the cork pile and yeah. grabbing a new bottle and their brains oh, they yeah. work it's so high functioning and it's just like you know it's so amazing don't mi- don't cover yeah. up anything tell them all that they want to know i mean in the same <laughs> breath he did at dinner time excuse himself from his little table and open the door to back the backyard and shout to everybody who would listen. I just farted. <laughs> and then and close the door you know and you have back. a boy. Yeah, so I'm a boy. Oh, I love it. Now, boom. We're here for a reason, ladies. Guys, we had so many people kind of like give in their two cents and share their stories and everything about their parasomnias that we, as much as we wanted to include it in the last episode, we just thought that maybe it was a better opportunity to have a listener tales episode, which we are dubbing a you brew. So this is a you brew. You guys brought it to us. All right, let's get into okay, our listener story. Yeah. So I just want to say before we get into listener stories that we've had a lot of really positive feedback about Jessica being on our episode last. Week. Oh my god, I just loved having her here. She's. I've had so amazing. many people reach out to me and tell me that they love Jessica and like, don't you guys fret. We're gonna have her on another episode because I already have one that I'm working on, which she's gonna be a part of. Also, she like this woman is beautiful and oh, speak so eloquently yes. i could listen to her for hours yeah i could dude like i she's amazing 1000 percent. she'll be back she will be back speaking of the like jessica's episode i was <laughs> i was reading one of the listener stories that i got and remember when she was telling a story and she was describing the thing that she saw her hallucination the white as man a white man yeah <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to listen to her story, and I'm not saying that there's a theme here, but there might be a little bit of a theme here, <laughs> okay? I'm going to go into listener stories. So, our first listener story is from Christine Gold in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. She says one night she was asleep, just like any other night, and she woke up, like, startled. Uh, she could not move, and there was a woman above her head screaming at her. White woman? She was white. <laughs> and her mouth was open really, really wide, and it was very dark inside. Like a fucking banshee. And it was black inside. Is that she, The ghost, or oh, the okay. hallucination, however we want to... Yeah. I feel like just because there's an argument for both sides. Oh, yeah, for 1,000 yeah. percent, yes. Uh, but then Christine said that eventually she was able to snap out of it and it was just, it was the one occurrence. It was the one time only, but it was something that happened when she was younger and it just kind of stuck with her. But like how interesting that it's like, you know, when I was talking further to Christine about it, it's like, you can vividly see the face and that part of it. Yeah. But the other details about this thing that you see, they're always a little bit more foggy. There's always yeah. one focal point, and then everything else around it's like, yeah. you, you see, but you don't see in your yeah. memory, you know? Yeah. 
see that for me, like I've had a few um, sleep paralysis experiences in my life, but I've never physically seen anything. I've only sensed it or had like, like this, like, like you have an idea in the back of your head of what something's like. But as I've told you guys in our previous episode, which I'm not going to tell the story again, but my experience when I was in Washington. So that experience happened when I was like, like I'm 34 years old. I've never traveled alone and I've never left Canada on my own. Mm -hmm. So I was on my own in the United States on this trip. Like, yeah, of course. And I had that experience with the man that crawled in. I say a man because I'm 1000% sure it was a man crawling into bed with me. I could feel his breath on the back of my neck. But like my very first ever sleep paralysis experience was when I was very young. And this is something that we talked about when Jessica was here is that like a lot of these themes, like a lot, not themes, sorry, but a lot of these experiences that we've gathered from our friends and our loved ones and our fans um, is that like a lot of like when you have, not everybody experiences these these parasomnias, but when you do, it usually starts at a young yeah. age, and it usually starts around the same age. Is something that we have noticed as um, going through these stories. So when I was about seven or eight, around the same age as Jessica was when she experienced her first uh, sleep paralysis experience, I had my very first experience of sleep paralysis, where I um, so I don't know how it happened, and I still to this day not even sure but i developed this like in my waking life this like weird fear of leprechauns but i remember being about eight or nine and i was sleeping in my bed and um my my cat at the time so i remember being like eight or nine years old and like i had this cat at the time he was like he was like a half persian cat so he's a big fucking cat his name was teepee <laughs> toilet paper <laughs> yeah okay i'm glad you said toilet paper. paper because i was just gonna ask so TP as in TP as in like no, the baby? Not, no, no. TP as in toilet paper. TP as in toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. He resembled. He was part Persian. This cat grew to be massive. He was a big fucking cat. So he became TP. TP. Toilet paper. TP. We never called him anything other than TP. So one night, TP and I were asleep in my bed. And uh, he was kind of at my like feet, maybe to my side a little bit. <coughs> like I'm not like I'm I'm I don't, I've never been like a like a like I don't roll around a lot in my yeah. sleep. I stick to one side, whatever. So I'm sleeping one night and I wake up. Oh shit. I, I definitely up. can flip on the other side of the bed. Yeah. Like I'll wake up with my feet where my head's supposed oh, to be. Boy. <laughs> um, I woke up and I woke up in a panic and I could like, and I remember I was like petrified. I like I'm paralyzed. I should say I couldn't move, but I was awake and I could hear teepee like, like lightly snoring next to me. But I, I had this overwhelming sense that there was something under the bed. And like instantly my 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 eight-year-old brain went to, it's a fucking leprechaun. <laughs> Goddamn leprechaun is under my bed right now. I could hear it moving around, whatever. And I was like, I couldn't move. I couldn't, like, all I could do was sit there, look up and breathe. And I could hear it underneath me until finally it like, all of a sudden, the like top corner of my bed where my head was, it like Mm-mm. violently pushed up really fast. And I, I obviously jumped and TP, I'm sorry, TP jumped and we all jumped. And I, I swear to God, this goddamn leprechaun under my bed pushed up the corner of my bed. And in that moment, I, I I woke up, I came to, I was able to move again and there was nothing under my bed, but, um, and there was no leprechaun holding you down, but you know, you couldn't move. Yeah. And TP's still snoring with his Breaky cephalic yeah. face that squished the in. The fucking probably. cat. He didn't yeah. have no, that's okay. one thing about yeah, him is he didn't have the Persian face. Well, you know what would have pissed me off at that moment? It's like, fuck this cat. Like, wake up, oh, cat. Save me, yeah. cat. I gotta make a correction. He was part ragdoll. Oh. Persian ragdoll. Ragdoll. So he, had, he didn't have the pushed in that face like a Persian. Like per, but he had the body, he had the face of a ragdoll. Anyways, okay. he jumped too. And that was one of the things that made me think, like, oh, oh maybe that was real. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, you're like, you're like, you're like, yeah. But like, I swear to God, and I will, I stay true to this day. The corner of my bed moved up. That was my first experience with sleep paralysis. And since then, I've only had. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna move forward because I keep not. It's just the top of the sentence. I've had only two other experiences. Then one was the time in Washington, 
And uh, yeah, so that was my very first experience. I don't think I paralysis. So I mean, I know I shared with you guys in the first episode that we did that I slept and ate at the same time because you kind of covered that. About that. I didn't even know that that was my a boyfriend thing. does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that. Did but that. I was thinking about did. it, and I did have one more experience. We might as well each say one personal experience we have. That's all I got <laughs> because I actually don't. I think I slept walked as a kid a few times, but never really struggled with much other than eating in my sleep. But there was this one time when I was five. Now the house that I was living in, in the the house that I was in, the house that I grew up in, I was on the top level along with my mom, and dad, my brother was on the bottom level. Um, I had a spare bedroom right next to my childhood bedroom, and my grandpa used to stay there. Now. There was one year my grandpa came to stay, and this was after my grandma passed away. Um, He ended up getting really sick and being taken off in an ambulance. I was sent to my babysitter's. It was a weekend, so it was a weird thing. Didn't really know what was going on. That was the day my grandfather actually ended up passing away. So he came from my house in the room right next door to me. Now, when I had my experience, however, it was Christmas time. It was Christmas Eve. And I was about six years old. And when I was a kid, I didn't like sleeping with the door open and, or sorry, the door all the way closed. And I didn't like sleeping in the dark. So my mom t- put a light on for me and she put like two or three inches between the door and it being closed. So I wake up, it's Christmas Eve. There it is, a shadow figure of a person standing in that three inch crack in the doorway. Now, me being six years old and it being Christmas Eve, I'm not afraid. I'm like, holy fuck it, Santa. Like, ho, 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 so motherfucker. I see I, you. I shoot up in my bed and I like wave to it all mad and like super excited. And it waves back. And I specifically remember it having mittens on, not gloves, mm-hmm. mittens when it waved back to me. And I was like, oh, it is Santa Claus. So I got up out of bed. And I think in the time, now this is something... I believe I asked Jessica about was like, did you know when you became conscious? Yes. Because I know I was conscious that whole time, but I think me getting up and running to go catch this entity that I thought was Santa Claus in that process is when I kind of started waking up because I got to the door and I was in utter shock that there was nothing there, nor did it seem like anything had been disrupted or moved. So I ran across, across the hallway to my mom and dad's place, my mom and dad's room they're asleep. My dad snored. So I could very much tell he was asleep. So I think to myself, my brother, I run downstairs, go to my brother's bedroom. He's not even home. He's not even home. He's out. He's still doing his thing. Oh, like he's 13 years older than I am. So he was in his teenage years having fun and everything like yeah. that. Right. So I just went back up to bed and forever and a day thought I saw Santa Claus because that whole thing happened. I know it did. Yeah. I woke up, saw someone standing in my doorway, waved to it. It waved back. It disappeared. Mm-hmm. I know that happened. Yeah. And I have known that has happened for my entire life. However, now as a 34-year-old adult, I know Santa Claus is not real. And This I is been, an 18-plus podcast, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I eventually figured, like, I did eventually, you know, in my teenage years and whatnot, kind of start putting it together and questioning it. And I found out through my inquiries with my family about this incident, my, like, asking my mom, Found out that my grandfather actually died in the room and the whole homecoming and like, he didn't die on the way to the hospital. Like I thought. And so there, it's one of those weird things. Like, you know, with Jess's story, it's like, there's evidence to like, to say that it could be something we don't know about an entity, a spirit or something, or it could just very well be a hallucination. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but I know, six-year-old me knows, and 34-year-old me knows, this is something that happened to me. Yeah. And for years, I was just okay with it because it was Santa Claus in my own no. mind. But now it's like, what was it? Really? Yeah. What was it really? And mm-hmm. have I f- made things up in my mind, yeah. you know, since then? But, you know, it's so that Jessica telling me her story about that was really... Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. But other than that and my sleep eating Doritos, an entire bag of it in my sleep, I got nothing. (laughs) Oh, and and very obsessive snoring. Yeah, very obsessive snoring. Sorry, Kyle. So I don't really have like a personal story about para 
other than her is. brother trying to pee on her head. So I don't want to really get much into that story about my brother, but I did, uh, my mom did comment on that. And um, I asked just for like a little bit more specifics on it, but she said that um, she never knew why he was sleepwalking, but it seemed to be only when he had to pee. Um, sometimes he'd be in the kitchen, they'd take him to the toilet and then back to bed. Um, now my grandpa or her dad, so this is a personal story of hers. Um, so her dad said that when she would sleepwalk or said that she would sleepwalk once in a while, and it would usually be when he worked a lot. So he'd, she'd like walk into the living room and then she's sleepwalking. She'd walk into the living room. She'd change the channel on the TV on him and then just sit by him on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> like just a little fuck you. <laughs> Um, I did get a couple people that sent me some messages. So I'm going to start with Miss V. Um, now V's a friend of ours and, um, she, she has some pretty gnarly stories, <laughs> uh, personal stories of hers. So she's married and her husband tells her all the time, all these funny things that she, uh, she speaks in her sleep. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> These are actually pretty funny. I, I know V. Now she sent us uh, just a few of the PG ones. Oh, okay. boo. Yeah. Boo right. Tell boo, her to send the more boo. saucy ones next time. So that's okay. We appreciate the response. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so number one, cold meds kick off uh, her sleep talking so badly. Oh, um, believe it. She woke Josh up uh, one night to tell him to check out the Kamloops cat. Hang on. Pause. You referred to her as V, but you just referred to him as Josh. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm going to start that over again because I want to. Okay. Yeah. And I did say like her husband, Josh, too, I think. I don't, I no, did... you said her husband. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you said Josh. You know I mean? okay. Now. okay. So here's here's Vanessa's. Um, I'm going to read them as she's speaking. Okay. The... So here's V's responses um, or what she submitted. And I'm going to read them as if she's speaking. Okay. Cold meds kick off my sleep talking so badly. I woke Jay up, her husband, last night to tell him to check out all the Kamloops cats in our bedroom. Kamloops cats. I don't know what Kamloops cats are, but apparently, uh, <laughs> I don't know what they are, but I, I want know. them. Better look them up, guys. I wonder if they're $3 at a garage sale. <laughs> uh, number two. So I was out cold and Blaze, their cat, was between us. I guess uh, Jay was playing with him and he was pawing at Josh. Or, and he was pawing at Jay's hand under the blanket. Suddenly I flip over and look at him and repeatedly say, you're going to need help over and over. Finally, he says, help with what? And I say, getting those horses off the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Better get them horses off the trailer. <laughs> Number three. Tell me you live in Calgary without telling me you live in Calgary. <laughs> Number three, Christmas sleep talking event. I was about to fall asleep and you said, thanks. So I said, you're welcome. You turned over in such a huff, so offended. I, hold on. Okay. okay. Number three. And this is uh, her husband, her husband's recount of this. Okay. So he says, I was about to fall asleep and you said, V said, thanks. So I said, you're welcome. You turned over in such a huff, so offended. So I asked you if you were okay. And you said, you said you don't even care if I got run over by a reindeer. Rude. <laughs> Number four, nothing like sleep talking and telling your husband that you found the cat tail he had been searching for while fiercely grasping the cat's tail and pointing it in his direction. <laughs> There's the cat tail you've been looking for. Yes, oh that is God. what we call that. Good job. And had <laughs> a wait and telling him he can't have it because it's privately owned. <laughs> it's privately owned though. You cannot have this cat tail. Because it's That's hilarious. Love it. Uh, Thank so you, good. Dee, for Thanks, sharing your yeah. Uber with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. So I have a Uber as well from my friend Lane. Uh, Lane from Calgary. What's up, so, Lane? Lane. Up, Lane? Lane. So I worked with Lane uh, years ago. Thanks for your ago. response, my, Lane. Stop in the fast lane. My very so first. Sorry. I was going to stop my head. Anyway, continue. My very first office job, I met Lane. And I remember her telling me at the time that she used to sleepwalk. But I didn't realize at the time that it wasn't 
that it wasn't like like a used to thing. It's like a she continues to. Oh. So I'm going to read you what Lane had sent me. I'm going to read it to you the way that she had sent it to me, like from her experience. I have always had strange sleep experiences for a long time as I can remember. When I was a child, it started with sleepwalking episodes where I would play with a little girl in my bedroom. It was the same little girl. She would hide in my closet, under my bed, behind my dresser, and I would be up all night essentially playing hide and seek with this girl. It never scared. Okay. I'm not yeah. okay with that. Yeah. It never. Also, what? What if your parents woke up and just found you? Oh, I'm sure. What they are did. you doing? Hundred percent. Oh, playing hide and go seek with this little girl. Absolutely. Imagine being those parents and being yeah. like, "The fuck." I promise you, that's how it went. <laughs> yeah. Lane says it never scared me until later in life, when I would think back about it. Fair enough. Um, Lane says I have always been a sleepwalker, but where most people grow out of it eventually i never have i have been diagnosed with parasomnia as an adult so she's <gasps> actually clinically diagnosed as parasom with clinically diagnosed that's that's the proper that's yeah. Legit. That's yeah. Serious. she, she also expressed to me that she would love to visit a sleep clinic but they're very costly and not covered by really? benefits i'm assuming mm. um she says Sometimes it happens every night, every single night, not always super severe, but something happens surprisingly. She says, surprisingly, I'm still married. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. They've that been together be forever. Is she like, yeah. is she still playing with this little girl? No, okay. no, that she's moved on. Well, listen, that. so you know how I was telling you about my trip to Telemania at yeah. the beginning of this episode? Yeah. Like, I kind of understand that because... That would be hard to find somebody that could deal with oh, yeah. an incident happening every single oh, night. Yeah. Like for Kyle, when he realized the extent of my trick to Tillmania and how I would do it and when I would do it and that yeah. I wasn't always conscious when I was doing it. Yeah. Like that's always been something that's been an insecurity and he took that on and it was an issue at first, but <sighs> once he understood it, mm-hmm. like it's not an issue anymore. If anything, yeah. like he embraces it and you know, good for her for, for having that. It's not easy yeah. to live with weird shit that you don't mean to do. <laughs> well, my personal experience is my boyfriend sleep talks, but here oh, yeah. we are. We have a podcast where we talk about his sleep talking. We're not going to get in there, though. So Lane shared with me her top three sleepwalking Yeah, moments. let's hear it. Let's do it. Thanks, Lane. This yeah, be... Lane. Thank you so Sorry much. Sorry I have to deal with this, but thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> so, her number one experience, again... This is from her perspective. I have these episodes where I'm not exactly sleepwalking as I am fully aware of what I am doing. I always say that at some point I just come to, which is usually just when I come to the realization that whatever is happening is probably not actually happening. One, I was sleeping at a friend's house in my early 20s. In my dream, her house was being demolished and they forgot me in the <gasps> basement. Oh my God. I was desperate to get out, climbed up onto the window ledge and started smashing the windows, frantically trying like to climb actually out. actually smashing windows? When I came to the realization that it probably wasn't happening, I had smashed three <gasps> windows. I was covered in scratches and blood. I was very lucky that I wasn't injured badly and that my friend's parents still loved me after Oh that. my God, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. So her second experience at the same house. Oh no. <laughs> a few oh, no. years later, I was convinced that the room was infested with bugs. No, no. Oh, she had come no, no, no. too as I was swatting at them with a pillow. Turns out I was smashing all the track lighting off the ceiling. Oh my Broken God. light bulbs everywhere. Okay, well, that's, you know, okay. Yeah. Listen, I dealt with a bed bug issue before. Yeah. So the thought of bugs it's, also yeah, are just bad as friends. So I'm glad they were light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, my, in her last experience that she shares with us, in my own house recently, so the house that she's currently living in, I have attempted to leave many, many times. 
once I got as far as getting my boots and coat on, but snapped out of it when the cold air hit my face as she'd opened the door. That's scary. I'm always grabbing my phone to attempt to take photos of whatever is happening that I am seeing. Of course, the pictures are just nothing when I look at them the next day. I flip out and run out of my room almost nightly about something. I've carried my dog downstairs thinking we are in eminent danger many, many times. She adds, luckily, I always leave my kids where they are. I'm a nice mom. I never know exactly what is happening, just that I need to get the hell out of my house or my room. Lots of end of the world stuff. One night, I thought my bed was a boat and I was drifting off to sea. (laughs) So I woke up feverishly, started rowing. My husband woke up and told, I told him what was going on and he also started rowing. It was the best. He also, he was like, oh my God. Yeah, he was like, oh my God, don't pull me into your insanity. (laughs) So many crazy things. Hard to remember them all. Oh, God love that man. I know. He's like, I've been staring at the water. Oh, my God, that's not close. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. It's hard for us to get those songs I can remember. And I cannot speak on their relationship. But obviously, he's been around for a lot of this. And she expressed to me that he usually just is like, oh, you're fucking crazy. But she said this one night, he woke up and started rowing with her fucking best. But how amazing that he can recognize yeah, that, you absolutely. know, this isn't oh, yeah. something within her control. Is it something that may be inconvenient and may start taking effect on things? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's something she can't control. Of course. And and it's about finding that person that recognizes that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you're an idiot. And yeah, that was a pain in the ass last night. I would die. Like Selena <laughs> Spooky Boo on TikTok. I love Selena Spooky Boo. Yeah. Like, if you don't know Selena Spooky Boo, she is an avid sleepwalker and she posts regularly about her sleepwalking experiences on Tiki Talkie. Okay, guys, so I have um, I'm a you brew for y'alls. This one comes from Shelby from next door to me. <laughs> hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, okay, so she sends this one. She says, I love your podcast. You guys do such an excellent job of the research and present it in such a respectful way. When Brett first told me that our next door neighbor has a true crime podcast, I was like, okay, if the Huskies aren't enough to want to be friends, the true crime is. And then Christy and I discovered we're both huge him fans. Oh, yes, yeah, you guys we went are. to that trip, didn't you? No, we're going to go oh, to that. We haven't been there yet. We haven't been there yet. Really Vello. Um, so there may not be any getting rid of me now. That's okay, Shelby. That's okay, Shelby. Yeah, we like you, Shelby. We're also here to stay. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a you that needs to be worried about getting rid of yeah, us. there's three of us. In one of you, so. Yeah, and we have the True Crime podcast, so we already come with the red flag. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Keep doing you, ladies. It's awesome to listen to the friendly banter, to feel your friendship. It definitely comes through. And I can't wait to eventually meet you all. My tale will be short and sweet. I've just listened to your two-parter about parasomnias, para- insomnias for Brett. Sorry, that was my bad. That was my bad. <laughs> oh my god, why am I blaming her? I know we're used to me being the one to fuck up. I <laughs> call it para insomnia for the entire episode, but it's actually parasomnia. Oh, okay, so that was Megan. That was, that was me. And I wanted to send in my story for your first listener tale episode. Just one experience, thank goodness. It could have been a lucid dream, but still a paras para. Still parasomnia. I know. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. And just so you guys know, I haven't I haven't read this myself yet. This is I'm blind reacting. Yeah. This happened a few years ago while I was living with roommates fresh out of state, and which state is uh, the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology for our listeners that wouldn't know. Um, it's a college or university. Just beginning my career. I had a room in the basement and I was working at my first laboratory job since graduation. I am a medical lab technologist for context. I run blood tests on site for acute care patients. At the time, I worked all the shifts, including graveyards, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., 
which freaked me out a little bit because being in a hospital in the middle of the night alone and being a paranormal slash true crime junkie, I tended to think of things like somebody has definitely died here. What if this hospital is haunted? You know, all the creepy things. It sure kept me awake at night. Totally understandable. For sure. One night when I went to bed, no different than any other night, I started having a nightmare. I was at the hospital on graveyard shift when a dark shadowy figure appeared in the doorway at the far end of the lab. Since I don't use that area, the lights were always turned off at night, so I couldn't make out who it was or even what it was. Pure terror froze my veins. Who is this? What is this? Is this person slash thing about to kidnap me or murder me or worse? Hold on. I'm at home in bed. I can feel it. How was I simultaneously in bed and at work? What the fuck is going on here? Am I dreaming? Yeah, that has to be it. I'm dreaming. I'm in a nightmare, which means I'm in control. Move. You just have to move anything. Just move something. Shadow takes a step. Oh God, it's coming to get me. I'm going to die. The shadow takes another step and I'm just giving it everything I've got just to move something to wake myself up. I'm not here. This isn't real. I'm in bed. I can feel it. My head is on my pillow. I'm in bed. It isn't real. It isn't real. But the dream doesn't stop. Move, 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 move something. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. You're going to be taken. You're going to die. Just as this thing was about to reach me, a tiny little wiggle of my foot got through the paralysis. My foot moved just enough to jostle me into the waking world and the nightmare stopped. I didn't even have to open my eyes. I came back to myself in my own bed. Nothing else was with me. It was just over. I took inventory of my body. I was in the same position I had been when I went to sleep. I could feel, sorry. I could hear the wind outside. I could feel the warmth of my bed. It was over. I have never before or since experienced anything like that, nor have I tried to induce another lucid dream. Hopefully I never will. Whatever happened that night can stay a distant memory. My heart goes out to anybody experiencing anything close to this chronically. I would never wish it on my worst enemies. Oof. Anyways, short and sweet. Love you guys and your podcast. You have a lifelong listener. P.S. My hubby makes a mean smoked brisket. If oh. any of you have ever oh heard of my God. They were smoking it outside on their deck and Togo stood there, I swear to fuck, the entire day and just <laughs> looked at it. Uh, my dog. My dog, Togo. <laughs> my language. Oh, thanks, Shelby, so much for sending that that's in. Thank you, Shelby, thanks so for much that for sharing your you Oh, my God. That's so crazy. And, like, that's another one I would love to delve oh, into more is the lucid dreaming. Oh, yeah. You can have your wine back now. Is the lucid dreaming. Um, yeah. I like to do... A deep dive into that. We're going For to. Sure. I've already started. Okay, I've like, already started it. I guys. like how she brought up the fact that she was just she just became aware. It's like that moment. Yeah. I don't know what obsesses me about the yeah. moment that you come to the realization yeah. and even in control that it's a dream. And, and why is it always right before yeah. something really bad yeah, about to happen? Yeah, it's always right before yeah. what's going to happen, Same thing's going to happen. Same thing when you're like, when you're in a dream and you're dreaming about having to pee and you're like, you can't use this stall or the bathroom's full or the toilet doesn't work or it's flooded or something. Like there's some reason why you can't go pee right in that second. But in your dream, you're like, for fuck's sake, somebody <laughs> upkeep this goddamn bathroom, you know? <laughs> and then... The moment that you're like probably about to piss yourself, you wake up just like you're, you know, it's over. Or it's just like those dreams of falling, even though it's just like a big giant twist. Also, I did find out there is a name for it. It's not a disorder. It's not an, it's not a parasomnia or anything like that, but it is like a reaction. It's essentially what we thought it was like a muscle reaction, but it's funny that every time you get that, it's that sensation of falling. Yeah. Yes. Right. And you wake up. Right as you're either mid fall or yeah. about to fall and hit the ground, or something yeah. Like you never hit the ground, yeah. yeah. You know what? I also heard this actually reminds me of something. I also heard that if you die in your dream, you die in real life. I've heard that too. Now, I don't know if that's just I've like, died oh, in dreams. I haven't died in a dream. I haven't died in a dream. I'm gonna tell you guys now, I am an 
avid lucid dreamer. Yeah. I lucid dream probably every night. That's crazy. I like to practice it. I like to practice it. Yeah. Okay, who's next? So I have a Ubrew from my friend slash coworker, Melissa. So she shared her experiences with me Mm -hmm. with sleep terrors, nightmares, and sleep-related hallucinations. Um, So I asked her to write me out a little, like, story of them. So she did. So here is Melissa's experiences. Thanks, Melissa, for sharing. I'm going to read them from her perspective. So I'm not sure if there is existing research connecting the body's fear trauma responses to subsequent dreams we have related in life. We have later in life. I'm sure there is, she says. But I definitely have my own experiences. I don't know if these would be classified as just a psychological phenomenon some kind of paranormal occurrence, friendly haunting, or what. But I clearly have a few experiences in life that have stayed with my subconscious and have led to frequent reoccurring dreams. My first instance instance is around losing my dad. Sorry for the loss. Sorry for the loss. I was roughly eight years, it was roughly eight years ago now. And now pretty consistently, I have dreams about him. They're very lucid dreams. And often I wake up and can see him in my house. Specifically in the walk-in closet in my bedroom. Dad, get out of the closet. Dad, get out of the closet. Don't be there. Don't be there. Damn it. Don't be there. Why the closet? She says, I sleep on the side of the bed closest to the closet, and I have typically slept on my left side, which has me facing into it. So I'll have the super vivid dream that he's in and then wake up staring into my closet and he'll just be standing there. (gasps) Not in like a menacing way. He's just existing there. Yeah, she adds my dad is super sweet. My dad was super sweet. Just in there smiling and hey, not saying anything. your dad anything. is still super sweet. Yeah. Okay. He is. And then she says in brackets, my, also rare, my dad always had something to say. LOL. <laughs> these these experiences cute. never scare me, but they happen with such frequency. She says at least once or twice a week. That it does it does leave me wondering what unfinished business he left behind and what he's trying to tell me. She says my other reoccurring dream, her reoccurring dream type of dream that feels more like crazy is that when she was single, so before she married her current husband or her husband, she was living by herself in her old apartment downtown. There was a neighbor who lived at the end of the hallway of the floor. So this is in real life. He hardly ever spoke and they hardly crossed paths. One night she said it was late and she had gone to bed already. Then all of a sudden she could hear banging on her door, someone trying her doorknob. So she's totally freaked out. She goes to the door looking through the people and she could see this neighbor. She said he was absolutely hammered saying that his keys fell down into the elevator chute and that he needed to come in to use her phone. He eventually left and on his own, probably once he figured out she wasn't going to let him in and that, and that was the end of it. She says now probably close to 10 years since that happened, she'll have this reoccurring dream where this guy's trying to break into her house in the middle of the night. Oh, good. What a great dream to have reoccurring. Yeah. She says, so in her sleep brain also seems to fixate on the idea that her husband and her have to move out of her house and back into that apartment. What? And, like the yeah, one where that guy, the one the, where that guy tried to break fuck? in. She says, while they're trying, while he's trying to break in, it's nearly some, the same every time she has that dream. I have also having these dreams after first moving out of that apartment and into the condo that her and her husband lived in before the house that they're living in now. 
So this is a reoccurring dream that she has, that she always has to go back to this old apartment, even now with her husband, her and her husband, and this guy is constantly trying to break into her apartment. She says that many times now, and the, the dreams are so vivid every time that she's 100% convinced that this old neighbor, for more malicious than it used to think, she says it was more malicious than she used to think, and it'd be curious to hear what's become of him because it shouldn't be surprising to hear that he is some kind of a shady so past. So can I clarify here? Because maybe I missed something. So yeah. in, in reality, while she's living in this apartment, this guy existed and he came mm. home one day. And what brought her outside? Because he, he, so he was, lost his she keys. She woke up in the middle of the night. He was banging oh. on her bedroom door and he's saying that he lost his keys down right, the elevator. Right, she, right, right. So this has triggered a reoccurring yeah. dream for her. And even now, 10 years later with her current husband in their current house mm -hmm. that they own and live in now, she's still having this reoccurring dream that her and her husband have to, for whatever reason, and did she move never back have to this, this apartment. And did she never have this dream, dream until after she moved out of the apartment? Uh, she said that even when she like first moved out of the apartment, she was having that dream. But while she was there, still living there yes. after that oh, incident, yeah. she never had moment. it? Since that moment. Oh, since so that moment. So something okay, subconsciously okay. in her brain has, has told her like, like that alert. was dangerous. That, yeah. that this situation is dangerous. So she says that she would love to know now. She's curious now to hear what become of him. And uh, she wouldn't be surprised to hear that he's has some kind of a shady past. Oh, for sure. She says, other than that stuff, just your average run of the mill Portuguese superstitions. She's mm -hmm. Portuguese. And uh, she's passed down from her mother and grandmother. It'd be so, weird if she wasn't, but she was having Portuguese superstitions. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so she actually told me that her mother had shared with her, um, she's not sure if it's specifically a Portuguese superstition, but her mother used to tell her when she was younger that if you fall asleep, sorry, if you fall asleep on your back, you will have nightmares. So to this day, 30 plus years later, she will never sleep on her back because of that, that fear that her mother has put into her, that if you sleep on your back, you're going to have nightmares. So why though? Is it because like you're opening so, your body up? I have no idea why, to... but I Googled it. And oh. um, I found many articles and studies that have shown that sleeping on your back can produce nightmares. Although what? there's no actual scientific evidence to this. But there's many articles when you Google it stating that if you fall asleep on your back, you're more prone to nightmares. Oh my god. I never fall asleep. I can't fall asleep yeah. on my back. Yeah. So anyway, so 30 plus years later, because of the superstition her mom had told her. I'm trying to think if I can sleep on my back. back. I feel like I'm going to sleep in like literally I any position on, on any surface anywhere. Yeah. But I don't know if I can sleep on my back. Right? <laughs> Picnic table bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snoring like a bear. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's been lots of stories. <laughs> um, I actually have a Yubru uh, that I would like to share. It's kind of a two-parter. I didn't realize that. She took off her sweater for this one. It's oh, wow. real mother. She realized this was a two-parter. I only showed she's her hair's down. down. Oh, her hair's down. Her, her hair's back. back. Oh, it's going back. It's going back. She's tied to her ponytail. She's getting the Ariana. She's getting her Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. So you guys can't see it. Yeah. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. No idea. Brandy just got like into the zone. We're getting serious here. Oh yeah. No, okay, so we have a Yubru from a listener, once again, uh, in Calgary. Her name's Lindsay Richardson. Um, it's kind of a two-parter. So she sends us a message, and she says, Hey, so funny and creepy story. When I was about 12, my brother was eight, and I was sound asleep in my bed. Out of nowhere, I was woken up, and I felt something at the foot of my bed. I thought it was the cat, so I ignored it. Also... <laughs> Is it just me or is it always also cats that just like invite this in? There's a cat in There's another cat the foot of your bed. You're gonna feel, you feel coldness in the middle of the night on the foot of your bed? Fucking knock yourself out. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not even the worst part of this story. Let me oh, tell God. you. So she hears this horrible gurgling sound. Oh, God. I don't like Which is kind of what's clued her shit. in now that it may not be the cats. I don't oh. like that. So she looks up don't and she sees her brother. Oh, I don't like this. No word of a lie. Just trying to pee on her head. A ring. No. <laughs> <laughs> Worse. 
I'm so okay. sorry. I'm so I would sorry. welcome that. I would welcome that. No, no, no. Her brother's like ring crawling on uh, her floor. Like, you know no. the movie? That. Where she comes out yeah. of the fucking TV? And, yeah. Nope. Like that kind of crawling. Uh, like that kind of crawling. I screamed, which ultimately ended up waking him up and he was super, super startled. Uh, he was in a panic and asked what I was doing in his room to which I responded and advised him. He was actually in my room. The house we were in was my old farmhouse that has been passed down from generation to generation. Mm, farmhouse. Ugh, I have one of those. Uh, it was built in the 1800s. Uh, lots of creepy stories about the place, Ooh. like piano making noises in the middle of the night, or hearing someone wake up, or hearing someone walk up the stairs, and doors opening and, and closing, but there's no one there. There was another incident. She heard someone coming up the stairs and she's a little girl and she, from the sound of her stuff, she's like, oh, it's dad. So she's like, I'm going to hide under the blankets and scare him. And when the door opens up, she's going to like pop out. Oh no. So she does this. Arnar. 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 Went under the blankets, scared him and was like, boop. But there was nobody there. Oh, fuck that The only shit. thing that she could see was like a vague mist, kind of that looked like a, a guy in the corner of her room. And he was wearing a top hat. Oh, fucking top like hat, that. man. I don't like that shit. Nope. No. Fast forward a little bit in like real life, not dreamy life. Uh-oh. She's looking at old family photo albums. Oh, no. Oh, no. With her cousins and Air her parents. Well, she sees a picture of the man. Wearing the top hat, and it is pointed out to her that it is her great great grandfather in the photo. Well, I hope he is uh, nice a guy. Well, yeah. So she said, "Super cool." Okay, okay. but fucking creepy. Okay. Yeah. Fucking creepy. If I can find photos of him and 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 send them to you, I will. She also oh my sent, god! I hope you do. She also sent me photos of the farmhouse, which I'll include in oh, the link. Oh, like you guys, yeah. Like I legit this this farmhouse and just some of the stories that Where? she told. And you know, with Jessica. Oh, where is it? Yes, you asked me this before. Where is it? Because I want to go there. Yes, yes, yes. Hang on. It is in... Oh, yeah. Ontario. Is it Ontario? Yes. Yeah, the Richardson House. Oh, it's too far. Is in... The town of Aurora. Ontario. Ontario. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so she sent me a link on the house. She told me a whole bunch more stuff. I want to dive into this house. Where because I'm sorry, anything it? built in the 1800s has history I want to learn in, about. I want to be inside it. I know, I want to be inside it too. I, I want to be inside it with all my machines. I want to slide on in there for a second. Oh, I want to slide in there for more than a I second. I want to slide in there for a I want to like slide in <laughs> there and fast. collect all the information. I'm being so turned on right now. No, 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 but for real. So maybe stay tuned. Maybe, you know, I'll be able to get together with Lindsay and we can break down some of that a little bit more and maybe find some dark history involved in it. But uh, yeah, again, interesting that it's always a white mist or a white person. Why why gotta be white? Oh, shit. Also, I would prefer if I was ever going to be like visited by a white misty person that's not alive, I'd prefer they'd be wearing a top hat. True story. True story. Or that. (laughs) Or that. (laughs) Right? Well, I think we have time for one more. For one more? Yeah. What I kind of have for you guys just to finish it off, wrap it up here. Um, Not so much one specific story, but just a kind of small collection of uh, little little messages that people sent me. Um, Number one is from Gavin. So he says, well, the phenomenon of sleep paralysis has been something that's happened to me probably starting as a teenager, around 15 or so. But every single time it's happened, it's been in regards to a nightmare or something nightmarish happening. My, Me personally, I believe in the supernatural. I think we all do. Amen, all sister do. or brother. <laughs> I guess brother. And it's always occurred when specifically I've had some kind of encounter with a demon. The curious thing is that it doesn't seem to happen in any other parameters than with than that with me. 
doesn't seem to be affected by food or drink or exercise or medication. So it's just something that's happened. Like everything else is static. Mm -hmm. Doesn't. In fact, actually, when this started to begin happening to me, I was only on, I wasn't on any medications at all. It's a terrifying experience, but to overcome it, I have learned how to fight the entities head on. It's been a while since I've had that experience since I started doing this, but when it first got really bad, I was experiencing sleep paralysis every night and it played a significant role in my core beliefs to this day, as well as leaving a mark of trauma I've had to deal with. I understand there's likely a scientific aspect to it, but that, but it's that it doesn't happen unless I'm either dreaming or in my opinion, I'm quite awake that the total opposite. It's always in the face of a demonic entity. I feel I feel if it was a little more rational, it would occur in other instances rather than specifically and only one. So I asked him when he sent me that message, I asked him, I'm like, well, wow. Like, do you encounter demonic entities often? Like, do you feel like it's, there's one that's linked to you? Like it's followed through you for followed you through life or it's linked to your home. He says for the longest time I did think that it was linked to him, a couple different entities, but I've been pretty much seeing them since I was about five. I don't see them as much anymore now that I learned how to kick their ass. So which is great. Yeah, Nobody great. likes that. But that, that ties into like, how do you know if what you're experiencing is linked to a parasomnia or is it something supernatural? Yeah. And I think normal. Well, and I think yeah. that's kind of the thing yeah. that creates so much controversy about the yeah. And I think that's what's right. Right. so much misunderstanding over history absolutely well, yeah. too because, because yeah. there's you can connect it both ways yeah. on some of them not all of them well megan like the, the, the very first parter of this series you explained to us what the parasomnias were and how they occur right? right and then everybody sending in their personal experiences there was a lot yeah. that's like mm, you know, like it's like Mel seeing her dad in the closet. You yeah. seeing your your Santa Claus in a doorway, in a doorway, crack of a door. There are a lot of similarities. Yeah, and that's what I find fascinating about it. Because you know what? At the end of the day, we don't have a lot of information on all of this. Do we yeah. have science now way no. more than we've we ever do, had? We do, but even still, there's so yeah. much that's like. But because like, it's such a fine line, yeah, it's such a fine line that you teeter between. Between yeah. is it paranormal or is it a hallucination? True. So I have a couple more for you guys. Leanne writes, I had an ex who used to sleep eat. Oof. I'd wake yeah. up to a trashed kitchen and pudding everywhere. Oh and she God. sends me a, a gif of a trash panda. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Leanne. Thanks, Thank you. Um, I think it's Gavin for sending yes, that. Like, that's Gavin. like, that's, that's what really, um, yes. Thank you for your experience yeah, for everybody. opening up there. Um, Chelsea sends us this one. Uh, she says, so I talk a lot in my sleep a lot yeah. Some as innocent as saying, quote, but penguins don't like bananas, end quote. And making a peanut butter cheesecake with all mm, ingredients out loud. Then sounds good. Yeah, I know. We need then that recipe, Chelsea. I would make a I'd trash a kitchen over that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Any day. Then to describing out loud a nightmare about children getting murdered in school. Okay, oh, we don't like that one. In a school. We don't like that one though. That is really I, have, I know, right? <laughs> I love cheesecake, but I don't love that at <laughs> no, all. No. Um, I have a lot of nightmares that stick with me. The children getting murdered was while I worked in education. My dream was people broke into the building and cut the power. Building went pitch dark. Kids were screaming. I was scrambling to try to get all the children into one spot. Lights came back on and there were children stabbed, hung up by the roof. I started screaming and crying in the dream and in real life lights turned off again now i'm rushing to get all the kids away from any open space and trying to cover them with my body lights come back on and more children are gutted hanging from oh for hanging from the ceiling in real life i'm sobbing adam oh, finally her yes. husband finally wakes up is able to wake him up um, that really quickly makes me think of like my opa he used to have these like 
I don't know if they're like trauma dreams or whatever, but like my mom says for as long as she remembered, he was really hard to wake up. He'd always have these really violent dreams. But like when I remember when we moved from New Brunswick to here when I was 15 years old, he used to, when my Oma passed away, he used to like scream her name in his sleep. So I'd be sleeping and I'd hear him go like, Inga, or like he'd have this like trauma dream about this experience he had when he was younger mm-hmm. where he'd be like, fire, fire. <laughs> Like, he screamed, fire, in the middle of the night. So he's very German. Jeez, but, like, he's yeah. like, fire. We'd be even out camping sometimes, and in the middle of the night, you don't want to hear that. Fire. Yeah, no, I don't want to. Like, no, no, no. That's bad news. Yeah, it's crazy. Though. But I don't really know entirely, like, where that whole story came from. But, like, he stood, like, he was an avid sleep talker, yeah. for sure. The only thing I've ever talked about in my sleep is trying to sell something for 97 cents. Oh, yeah. At least I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't know when to talk. I hope we got what you asked. Talk for. sleep. Yeah, talk we talked about that yeah. one in our last episode. Did we? Like, yeah, yeah. That's the only time I can remember sleep talking. Yeah, like my boyfriend, he he sleeps and he sleep talks all the time. And like even last night, I heard him saying something I couldn't understand. He speaks so he's German, so he sometimes speaks in German. And I'm trying to learn German, but like I don't know. Last night, I was like, I've got no. You're like you gotta get like. Google up and do like the translate and I just think, like uh, oh hey, they have apps that record fast. Yeah, they have like, apps that record you while you're sleeping. I know, but there's only <laughs> the one time that I communicated with him, and that was when he like I was in the spelling bee, and he was all like, "Honey, Joe, Eddie, why? Hi, good and then job, like, honey." Yeah, and he was like, "Megan, Megan." Megan and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Finally, he's like, "I did it." And I was like, <laughs> "You did what?" He's like, "You asked me a." Question. Then he rolls over and goes back to sleep. Where I'm like sitting there, like, what the fuck just oh happened? God. That was like two weeks ago. But <laughs> yeah, That's he's so gonna have funny. a sleep talker too. So a couple other ones that I had on like my Facebook post. <laughs> um, Robin says, I deaf sleepwalk and I once woke up with my head halfway in the microwave with pizza all over my face. Holy fuck, <laughs> I love that. Just, I said, no, I was not wait, drunk. Was it wait. delicious? I hope so. Wait, I need way more information. I know. That's why she left, okay? These are just little things. Okay, well, I'll be contacting you and I have questions. Yeah. Um, Tressa says, I used to sleepwalk and sleep talk, and she has had experiences with sleep paralysis as well. Michelle says, Send us your stories. Yeah, Michelle says, I'm a regular sleep talker. Jennifer says, Heidi and I, which is her daughter, are. Jennifer says that her daughter and her both slept, walked, and suffered from night terrors. Jennifer, she's going to send us. She says she is going to send us her stories. We all know Jen. Um, Sage says, I don't know if this is sleep paralysis or not, but I have full on like been dreaming and controlling the whole thing, but everyone was different. And it was like I was in an alternate, alternate universe. I don't know. Which I reached out and said, Sounds like lucid dreaming. So just a reminder that something you experience, you don't always know what to put if or uh-huh. how to put a name to it. And that's why we want to do this. I'm going to do an episode later on lucid dreaming. Yes. Because I've always lucid dreamed and I always thought it was kind of weird. And I mentioned to my sister about this podcast. I was like, have you ever had any experiences yeah. like problems? She's like, no, but I'm an avid lucid dreamer. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we're like in our 30, 34, 35, 36 now. I don't know how old my sister is. She's 35, 36 soon. But I was like, how have we never talked about this? That's crazy. But her and I are both. This is why I loved Jessica's answer to my question yeah. at the end of the episode, last episode. And her answer, like, to what, like, what made it your experience? How is it living with this as often yeah. as you did yeah. being a young child? And her answer was, my parents, my family, yeah. giving me a safe place to come talk. Absolutely. Me not understanding what I wanted to share. Them not understanding what yeah. I wanted to share. But it being okay anyway. And you know what? I think that's why yeah. we do yeah. what we do. I think that is why we are here. Because these are conversations yeah. that the more we have, and this isn't going to be the first time we come across a topic that I think we get this kind of traction on. Oh, yeah, for sure. People... We're- want to talk about the things that make them feel crazy and weird and this is one of them you know and the things that make people crazy feel crazy and weird are unexplained and you guys we can't afford therapy either and that's why we brew wine in my closet i mean i only go to therapy because i got benefits (laughs) if i don't have benefits i I would not be going to therapy i have benefits but they don't (laughs) cover my fucking therapy (laughs) oh hey you guys another exciting thing i did this week Mm. I microbladed my eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So 
for our listener, the reason I got my eyebrows microbladed is because, and here's, can't believe I'm going to say this out loud to our listeners, is I don't actually have eyebrows. I have a coping mechanism slash trauma response, uh, and I have since I was a kid. It subsided for a bit, but it really started up again in the last few years, called trichotillomania, and it's an obsessive pulling of your hair. I used to just do it to the corners of my eyelashes and everything, but I have now just gotten rid of, well, all my eyebrows. And so every single day when I wake up, the first thing I I think about, do I need to go out? Because if I need to go out, I'm going to need to put my eyebrows on. (laughs) Well, I finally just decided, you know what? I am sick. This is something I live with and it's not going away and it has gone away. And every single day I wake up with an insecurity and it's a weight on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize until I woke up the next day after getting these microblade, this microblading done, which is essentially tattooing of your eyebrows, um, a whole new confidence and this weight. I didn't realize how heavy it was that I carried every single day. And now it's like, yeah, I have trichotillomania, but I also got eyebrows. So whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it feels it. great. It. it feels free. And you said that you would like, you would even pick in your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I woke up one morning, <laughs> no word of a lie, with no eyelashes because I just did it all in my sleep. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because I think we need to normalize that there's these conditions. Yeah. I went to school with a girl who, uh, she was like in my friend group and her sister had the same thing. And I didn't know what it was obviously at that time because yeah. I was in like junior high and she was like two grades below us, but she had like no eyebrows. She had no eyelashes and she got picked on quite, mm. quite substantially because especially at that age, oh, yeah. people don't understand, but even now, well, at that age and in that era yeah. as well, because yeah. I was growing up in that same era, I yeah. was dealing with it and I didn't know it had a name until yeah. very recently. And actually that, that's a lie. It wasn't very recently. I have known for a while that it's had yeah. a name, but I haven't talked about it. I haven't named it. Yeah. But when I went to Vegas, because only like 80 some days left until I get married also. But when I went to Vegas for a pre-trip there and I got my hair and makeup trial done, the girl that gave me my hair and makeup trial, obviously they come into the room and I have to show them my face bare. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that not a lot of people get to see. And so I showed them and I was like, yeah, I have this thing that I do. And she said, trick to telemania. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time in my entire life. And I'm 34 that anyone has actually said the name of the disorder to me yeah. rather than me explaining it to somebody. Yeah, that's amazing. And the more I've talked about it, and especially now since getting my eyebrows done, I'm even more open about it because I'm I'm proud that I don't have this weight on me yeah. every single morning anymore. I'm finding more and more people are like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Or, oh yeah, I have that. Yeah, or yeah. I had that. Mm-hmm. And so this is what this podcast is kind of about, right? Right. Which is why I wanted to bring up the microblading in this yeah. episode. No, I love it. Because you do not need to live with your insecurities. There yeah. are ways to get around them, to live with them. Well, and not only that, but like, I think... Um... We need to understand also that beauty standards are so fucked up. Oh, they really are. (laughs) Absolutely fucked up. But I mean, if you have some weird anxiety tick or some weird thing that you do, like Auntie B pulling out all of her eyebrows and let's face it, eyelashes. I wasn't going to admit it, but I'll admit it. (laughs) I bite bite my nails and the skin around my nails and on my fingers. That's my nervous tick. I lick my lips. Something I've done since I was like, a child like yeah. a toddler i also like, i used to get the like red rings right like oh i did one the, of my children gets those too yeah and i'm like oh yeah like i totally get it that used to happen to me when i was a kid but i still do it as an yeah. adult like when i'm super anxious and yeah. super nervous I'll, I'll lick my lips like a bite of so send us those nervous ticks that you got if you feel like yeah. sharing them with us and of we course, can keep you anonymous 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 and so real quick homebrewmurdercrew at gmail.com so ladies this has been a really great episode. I know. And you know what? These episodes, we're going to keep doing episodes like this. And we love yeah. the Ubers. We so love that. If you've got yeah. any stories of lucid dreaming, I'm going to be covering that soon. If you've got any stories about lucid dreaming, any, any you can about... reach out to us and tell us your stories. We will yeah. share those fuckers. But even personal experiences that you have. Absolutely. Or like true crime, paranormal, yeah, anything. anything. If you have something that you know you've been through in life, 
that you've either figured out yourself or you want to talk out. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Like we said, we're not just true crime, not just paranormal, not just our history. We are here to have conversations that what ladies make us uncomfortable also if anybody's had experiences with cryptids because i kind of love cryptids i love cryptids and um yes i'm those into yes please like we do need a break every now and then from having to try and find true crime stories so the more feedback we get from you guys better yeah absolutely and we love talking about what you want to hear so you can follow us on our social medias we're on Instagram at Homebrew Murder Crew. Whippy's on the Facebook at Homebrew Home Murder Bay. Crew. Home, oh, yeah. Homebrew Murder Crew. Yes. You can Don't, email sorry. us. Are you fucking talking Don't fucking interrupt me. You, you talk deliverance, man. Deliver hey. yourself you know from Chrissy? people and be silent. Chrissy. You got a pert mouth. You need to watch your mouth. And you can find us <laughs> on email. And no, you can't find us on email. You can email You can us. communicate with us on email. It's homebrewmercrew at gmail.com. I'm going to put my dick in oh, you. <laughs> That's homebrewmercrew at gmail.com. That was actually wonderless. <laughs> Guys, we've had a bit of wine. Yeah, yeah I think we went through like four bottles. It, we've got some of our. It's Friday night. Us brew. We've okay, gone through our wine. Brew. We heard you. We like, you brew. We went Here. through the you brews, and now, just in case, out of that confusion, you didn't get it. It's homebrew murder crew at gmail dot com. Oh Thank my you. god, you guys are so sorry. We're not sorry. <laughs> We're Have not a sorry. great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you. We won't see you ever. We'll talk to you we'll next time. Cheers you. next time. <laughs> Thank you. This is this concludes our broadcast. Parasomnia and para some insomnias. No, no, parasomnias. Parasomnias and sleep paralysis. Part three. Thank you for listening. And, and thank you thank for giving you. us so many responses. We had to make a third episode. We'll and do a let's end it on a cheers. Sweet dreams. Sweet, Sweet dreams, dreams, everybody. Sleep Bye. Tight. Bye. <laughs>